As vegan and plant-based business owners and entrepreneurs, we're often adapting to a new reality. This new podcast series from Vegan Mainstream is an opportunity to help you when it's time to pivot. These interviews will come from inside and outside of our community, and I hope as your host, Stephanie Redcross West, I can inspire you and give you the tools that you need to move forward. Hello, everyone, and welcome to our next interview. I'm excited about today's session because it's not only a great opportunity for me to catch up with Donna, who I've known for years, but it's a great opportunity for us to talk about an industry that has been heavily impacted by everything that's been going on in the world today. So I am really excited about kind of having this discussion and talking about you know, how the travel industry has been impacted and how individuals and really industry leaders like Donna, who've had businesses out there and very successful businesses for years, you know, with Donna's business, Green Earth Travel being established in 1997, Donna's been doing great things as far as driving not only travel and tourism, but helping people do adventure travels all while doing them with that vegan flair. But with this year and with a lot of the restrictions we've had on travel, I think it's a kind of fitting time for us to talk about what Donna's been doing, how Donna's been pivoting, and also what we can learn from Donna on how to flex in a very, very difficult time, um, I think is something that many of us as vegan owners need to understand that resilience that it takes. And when you have someone like Donna, I think leading the way, it can just be um, amazing to hear Donna's story. Perspective to travel and kind of what was the world like and what inspired you to start your business? So I became vegan in 1983. 80, okay. wait, no, yeah, 1983. Sorry. Um, I can't think that far back. <laughs> it's old. Um, and then in 1985, um, I decided to get into travel. And what started happening back then, people were dedicated back then. I, I feel like people aren't as dedicated now because of the internet, um, but we can talk mm-hmm. about that later. Okay. People are and they're not. Um, and what was happening is I had a lot of friends that were vegan back then and they would support me and they'd send their friends to me. Mm-hmm. Um, it was kind of interesting to figure out how, uh, where these vegan places were because most of them were overseas, uh, and I'd have to write them and it would take like months to get answers back, you know, now it's like seconds. So, um, but I did develop friendships with a lot of these people and a lot of these vendors. And, um, so that's how it kind of started. And then I became very involved with the first March for the animals March in DC Mm-hmm. And that was about, um, I want to say about 30,000 people showed. And so okay. I think I brought in like 3,000 people. I was the official travel agent. Nice. I, I, I um, back then it wasn't emailing somebody. I went and stalked the person that was organizing it in person. <laughs> Did you just do a shout out for like stalker marketing? <laughs> Yeah, well, that's a good one. You just follow them until you meet them in person. You can't do that right now, though. Um, I think we just do it differently now. 
he always stalked them online, right? Yeah. So mm-hmm. um, he agreed, and I so I became the official travel agency for that. And with that, I developed a lot of clients okay. because I was doing their hotels, and they're like, oh, you're a vegan travel agent, and oh, I want to use you from now on. Mm-hmm. So I developed a lot of clientele for years after that. And I also did the second March on Washington, too, but it wasn't – I don't think it was as big. Mm-hmm. Um and then that became the conference and that they did their own thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I was still doing just regular travel and um, I was, you know, getting my clientele and I had an interview with, uh, it was uh, vegetarian times at the time they interviewed okay. me. And uh, I think that came first the Washington, no, sorry. The Washington Post interviewed me in 1994 and Vegetarian Times shortly after. Um, okay. But the Washington Post went um, what we call viral now, but it, I guess it was called, uh, what's what's the word when the article goes from one newspaper to another? I can't think. But it just, you know, the AP put it out to all, it was not just the Washington Post, it went to all okay. now. Well, distribution. Yeah, it's almost like syndication. Syndication. Thank you. That's the word. See, you know, you just know viral now and that's it. That was the viral back then. Absolutely. That happened when I was on my honeymoon in South Africa. So I came back and I had like at least 30 calls to call back because we didn't do emails back then. Mm -hmm. And people held on to that article for like five, six years. And they would nice. call me and say, oh, I saw this article and I want to use you. So that's how I kind of started. But I was still working at an agency. Mm-hmm. But it got to the point in, in around 96, 97, where I realized I needed to go out on my own. I couldn't really care for their clients as well as mine. Okay. So that's where it started. And um, yeah, 90, August 1st, 1997 is when it kind of Nice. I'm glad you even have the official date. I think for many of us, we don't even have that. So that's, that's a wonderful date to almost celebrate. Do you celebrate it as an anniversary or something like that for your business? Well, I did for the 20th. And what I did is I invited all my clients to come to, um, this, uh, lodge It's a Savage River Lodge for my 20th. It was three years ago going on four years and we just Mm -hmm. spent a lovely weekend and they did a great vegan dinner for us and it was just it was just a nice way to celebrate but no i don't celebrate it every year i mean i put it on you know social media and that's about Mm -hmm. it okay all right so let's fast forward to maybe the beginning of the year let's talk about kind of what you thought this year was going to be which many of us had dreams and plans for um and maybe think about how, what did you have planned? What did, what were you thinking this year would be for you? And then we'll kind of transition over to, you know, what this year became for many of us and specifically for you in this industry. Well, I actually, in 2018, I'm going to backtrack a little bit. 2018 okay. was going to be a good year, except for in June, I fell, I ended up in the hospital for like a month. Mm-hmm. I still worked through it, mm-hmm. but it wasn't, I couldn't really go out and promote my company yeah. because- I couldn't go anywhere, you know, and yeah. a lot of my promotions are at festivals. I do like in-person stuff, which is okay. not happening right now. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I kind of caught up with that. And then my mother 
was ill and she ended up passing away like six months later in 2019. So Mm -hmm. I thought, you know, and so that year was just kind of shot for me. You know, I was trying to keep going, but it, I, it was just whatever it was. So 2020, I had grand scheme, you know, I just had really good hopes. In fact, I was looking at all my inquiries in January and I had like 20 or 30 inquiries, which I hadn't had in a couple of years, you Mm -hmm. know, people wanting to travel and go places. And so I was, I was busy in January, um, getting ready to, you know, start booking for people. And I actually also had a a clientele of comedians that were going to travel nationwide. Well, there were, it, it, it wasn't vegan travel, but it was uh, political travel. And they nice. were going to travel all over the country and do these shows, right? Mm-hmm. So I had like, I don't know, like 20 hotels lined up for them. Wow. All over. Yeah, it was. Uh, they were doing 14. No, it was actually 20, like 28 hotels because it okay. was a hotel for them and then a hotel for their fans. So mm-hmm. I did all this work. They go on their trip to Seattle the end of February. So remember that day. Do, if yes, especially Seattle. Day, yes, that was the day that Seattle became the epicenter of the of the COVID. Mm-hmm. I had my clients flying there. Wow. Actually, I didn't put them on the plane. They booked their own airline tickets, but I had them staying at the hotel. They're going to, you know, be at a concert or a show with a mm-hmm. thousand other people greeting them. Wow. And and one of them did get sick. Actually, two of them got sick. Really? Um, but they, yeah, they came, they came through it and they're okay. Okay, okay, okay. But it was right after that, everything just went down, you know, down. Mm-hmm. And I had, it was mid-March where it was really the problem. I had some clients that I booked. There were vegan clients that were booked to Dominican Republic. Mm-hmm. And I was in a discussion with some other travel agents about, you know, nobody should be traveling right now. Mm-hmm. And I forgot, I looked at their email and I realized, cause I was going to call them and say, listen, I think we should postpone it. Mm-hmm. And then I looked at their email and they had left that morning. Oh, wow. So <clears throat> at that time, Dominican Republic was not in a bad place and it was probably safer for them to be there. It's mm-hmm. just, it was trying to get them back. She was back. in a panic mode and their flights were canceled. All the flights were pulled out and canceled and I had to get them back. I had some woman in Europe. I had to get her back. It took her like three days to get home. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> it took them 24 hours to get home. I, you wow. know, cause I rebooked them on other flights. Yeah. Um, and I had people that were booked to travel in the future and I had to deal with all of that. I had to rebook everyone or get refunds for the people who needed it. And there was at least 20 or 30 people that I had to, to work with on that. That's a lot. But that's I'm lot. almost so glad work without getting paid. Yes. That's the other thing. Cause a lot of it means refunds. So therefore it right. means not getting paid, but it's kind of an interesting dynamic because it also was an opportunity for you to take care of your clients. It's an opportunity for them to see how you can help them because I know a lot of people that were stranded in a lot of different countries um, and they didn't have someone to help them through that process. So right, I'm sure right. that they will remember you for that. Um, yeah. And it was actually only those two groups of people that were stuck somewhere. So I, I feel lucky that it wasn't like a big group, you know, on a cruise line. The cruise mm-hmm. lines have really got cruise. The cruises got hit starting in January. Um, we started seeing some viruses, but it's not the first time we've seen viruses on a cruise ship. 
So I was like, you know, I don't have a lot of cruisers, but we'll just keep an eye. You know, I just always keep that eye out for things. And, you know, but we saw something coming back in January with the cruise lines. Yeah, Um, I can imagine. Because a lot of the cruise lines in the international waters, you were hearing the stories. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think like, like you said, you just weren't sure if this was just a traditional bug or flu or what was it and really, um, what it turned out to be. I think that's the biggest thing that I think surprised a lot of us is we thought March was going to be difficult. We thought we'd have a few months, but we didn't maybe, and I don't know if you felt the same way is I, I didn't think we'd be where we are today. Did you? No, I didn't either. Yeah. You know, and in fact, I had planned on going to New York city it's like March 7th or something, March 15th, I think it was because March 7th, I went to the adventure travel show, you know, and people are like, why are you doing that? I'm like, well, I was, I have always been like the September 11th incidents, all the terrorist incidents. I'm always like, you know what, when you stop traveling, they win always mm. been like that. So it was mm-hmm. like that mentality. I was still in that, even though I didn't realize what was going on. Now I was doing things like not touching handlebars and, you know, just trying to be cautious, but I was determined to go to that travel show. And there was several thousand people there. It wasn't as busy as it usually is, but it was, it was busy. Um, uh, and I wanted to support them. And then the next week I was supposed to actually uh go on a virgin voyage cruise show Mm -hmm. i don't if you guys don't know who he this is it's richard branson's cruise line which was supposed to start in april and they had a travel agent showing in march supposedly and the reason why i wanted to try it because i'm not a big cruiser either is that it's very eco-friendly they're changing the world as far as their ships are going and they had a vegan, mostly vegan restaurant on, yes. on board. So, you know, how exciting was that? Right. So I was supposed to go in March. They canceled two days beforehand. Luckily, I was able to cancel my bus ticket because it's a bus ticket to New York. And my hotel was canceled. And then I thought, well, they'll just take me in April. And then that got canceled. And then I decided, well, I'm going to put together a group. I was, you know, what we were talking about. This was yeah. going to be over in like a few months. So I, I set up a uh, Facebook page for Virgin Voyages for Vegans, because there are some vegan cruise Facebook pages. And mm-hmm. I got like 200 people like in the first day to, to join. Nice. I, I have to join that. I was actually looking at that. that. I was so excited yeah, it, about it. it. It's, yeah. still, it's still there. It's still mm-hmm. there. It's just I haven't been posting much on it lately. Um, mm-hmm. So I got like seven six or seven people to join on the cruise. And, you know, we've they've they're still in touch with me. The cruise just canceled today for December. It was for December 2nd. So mm-hmm. it just, they, they're actually, they haven't actually crewed. Have they? No, they did cancel it. They haven't sent me the email yet. They put it in the news that it was canceled. Okay. So we're not going. I, I was bummed. I was actually even planning up until September that I was going until. Really? Yeah. I mean, I just, I um, am not really a firm believer of that because I want people to be able to get back quickly in case anything happens. Yeah. 
that's the tricky part. But I love that you've pivoted to domestic because a lot of people are starting to do more trips that are maybe a little bit local, but it allows them to kind of get tap into that feel of travel and at the same time kind of take a break because many of us have been cooped up in our own homes and our own worlds for so long. Every that few been months. Nice. Yeah, every few months yeah. I'm like to my husband, we got to get out. Let's get out of the zip code. Let's do something because I'm not used to this. Yeah. I'm not used to, you know, with the exception of 2018, I'm, you know, on a plane like every, every few months, you know, so, um, and, you know, driving somewhere once a month if I can. So we have been going to West Virginia and there's a vegan bed and breakfast that we've been going to. And that's the only place my husband trusts right now. And that's maybe a good question. Like if someone is thinking about getting away, thinking about that option, yeah. um, what do you recommend for them as far as tips? And should they reach out to you if they're looking for maybe a vegan bed and breakfast, they're looking for, to do something domestic, um, how could they leverage you to maybe book something that's safe for their families? Um. Well, I mean, you if you're not going to use a travel agent, you need to call the hotel and make sure what their protocols are. Make sure that the staff is wearing uh, masks and that um, they, I don't know what the new laws are in each state right now, but I know that in West Virginia, it was that you had to wait 72 hours before you put somebody in that room. Now I think it's 24 hours, um, but you don't want somebody staying there the night before, you know, if they've been sick. So those little things. And it's really up to the individual how comfortable they are with doing this too. Um, so, you know, for instance, the, uh, the place in West Virginia that we go to, it's, they wait 24 hours. You have to wear a mask in all public areas and the staff has to wear masks, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, once you're outside, you can take them off. Um, okay. Or if you're eating in there, which we did eat breakfast there and I, don't know that I was totally comfortable with doing that, but you know, it was cold outside and rainy outside. So we didn't have much of a choice. Um, some of the hotels, big chain hotels, or even little chain hotels will just have the staff wear the mask and not demand that the clients do. I'm mm-hmm. not really comfortable with that. Okay. Um, personally, but that's again, your own comfort level, what you, what you want to do. Okay. And then- um, Oh, sorry, good. No, and and also, and I didn't do it last time because I don't know, maybe because I know them so well. Is that bring the hand sanitizers with you, and you know, even though they're saying that they're cleaning it, just to be extra careful, bring hand sanitizer with you, bring wipes with you, wipe down the doorknobs, wipe down the um, the the uh, remotes. They don't have have phones in there anymore. So, you know, just things like that. Just wipe down all the counters that you think you're going to use a lot. And that makes sense because I think a lot of times we... We think everyone else is doing what they should be doing. And a lot of times this takes a little bit of everyone doing a little bit of their part and us bringing our own sanitizer, making sure that we wipe things down and keep it safe and even just keep it safe throughout the day. Cause we go out, um, you go out of your room and then you come back in. You want to make sure that you're kind of creating that clean threshold in a sense. That's one thing that we try to do in the house here, that there's certain things that we do when we come in the house after being outside for a while. Yeah. I've, I've, gotten lax with that. I mean, I used to wash down all my groceries and everything beforehand. I know, I know. know. (laughs) It was like a three hour trick just to go grocery shopping, you know, because you, you get there, you have to hand sanitize when you get there, you got to put your mask on, make sure it's on right. 
and then you got to avoid people and then you get home and you have to wash the groceries, you know, or you order from Whole Foods and you have to do it with them or whoever you order from. That is true. It definitely can get a little tedious, but we've come up with a little process in our house. So it's actually worked out pretty good. Cause like we, have like we almost have stations. We have like bottles at the door with little cloths that we can wipe things down. Um, right. And then, yeah, we still clean um, all the vegetables, but, um, but I've been getting a lot of delivery lately. Yeah, as um, a way that I have to cut down. In the winter, just because I, I I'm ready for the spike. I think yeah. the spike is gonna. It is starting to happen. Actually, I will tell you, in certain countries, they started locking down again. Yeah, uh, most of Europe has started to lock down. Yeah, and that's that's the one thing that's going to be really interesting this winter. So, for people that have to travel, what yeah. would you recommend for them to travel safely? What would you recommend they consider? They do. Um, are there things that they should keep in mind or is it really just do the best you can out there? Because <laughs> no, it's well, know. yeah, it is do the best you can, but you know, again, if you're going to a country where they're not allowing you, or if they, if they allow you, excuse me, um, you need to find out what their protocols are because some of the countries will make you quarantine 14 days. So, and then if you come back, you know, some of the States make you quarantine, like in New York, if you come back from overseas, they make you quarantine for 14 days. So a lot of people from New York are not going out of, you know, to Caribbean islands or Mexico just for that. And even if you go state to state, each state has different protocols. Absolutely. You know, um, I know New York was really strict about, you know, bringing people in for a while. Yeah. Um, it changes every day. So for me to tell you which states, I don't want to say that, you know, I how don't... do you stay up to date on what is, what's kind of the protocols? Do you have any recommendations for anyone on how they can kind I, of I would go to the CDC website? Okay. Okay. Now we've talked a lot about 2020. We've talked about, like you said, it's some of this year has just been a wash for, for the industry. What are you looking forward to in 2021? I mean, I know a lot of us are like, Oh, can't we be- wait to get back to A, B, and C, but i personally feel like it's going to be a little bit more of a slow transition. It is going um, to be a slow transition. That's why okay. I'm going into domestic right now, because I think that's where it's going to start. I do think that the cruise lines are going to be a good option at some point, even though people won't believe it. It's just, I don't know how, you know, they are so clean, you know, Um, but there are going to be things like um, when you're cruising, you're not going to be able to go off on your own. You're going to have to go with the, with the tour companies that they use, that they know are doing the the protocols that need to be done. If you go off on your own, actually right now, there are some cruise lines that are up and running uh, in Europe. If you go off on your own, they won't allow you back on the cruise ship. Wow. Um, as far as flying goes, I, you probably need to, I know that you have to get there two to three hours prior to, you know, but I would maybe even get there a little bit earlier because I don't know. I don't, maybe I'm wrong on that, but when you get on the plane, you got to wipe everything down. You have to wear masks. If you're not a mask person, then flying is not going to be for you. In fact, if you're a non-mask person, most hotels won't accept you. Now, you can go without wearing your mask when you're in your room. You can do whatever you want. But when you're out in in the public areas, you have to be careful. Okay. And then what should people think about as far as Many of us out there that love travel yearn for travel, even though we can't. How do you keep that love alive? Like, do you 
look through your old photos in your phone? Do you imagine one day, do you journal? I mean, what do you do to kind of give yourself an outlet when you're not able to travel like you're used to? Well, I, I have um, been posting when I can my old photos or my clients' photos. I also have this thing. I can't remember the name of it. If you don't mind, I'm going to look at it. It's a company that actually will post for me. Okay. So it gives people inspiration. I don't know if you can share. Can we share screen or? We could, but it might be a little bit hard to do because I have to make sure you have the software in your computer. Um, let me just see. Um, we can just mention it. Yeah. Hold on one second. Um, it's called the, you know, everything is going slow here. Um, it's called like Bochamp or something. And they post for me, okay. uh, or branch up. That's what it's called. Branch up. Okay. Yeah. And they, like, they just posted a picture for me yesterday and it was about Burra Fundy Bay, uh, in Wales mm-hmm. you know, and it's a beautiful picture. And you, you know, I mean, I'm not getting, Honestly, I'm not getting the same amount of reactions that I was getting because people aren't thinking about travel right now. Yeah. Yeah. And I can imagine, I mean, there's a lot going on in the world. I just bring that up because some of us have loves for things. And what happens is we keep that fire alive. We may not be able to do it like we used to, but we use it as a way to inspire and even remind us that, you know what I mean? That brighter days are coming because yes. we yeah. are definitely in a difficult situation, but I, I believe that brighter days are coming. I don't know if you feel the same. Yeah. I, I mean, I, it can't go. Well, yes, it can. I won't say that, but yeah, it, you know, it's got, it's only got to get better. And I think what's going to happen is you're going to see less big groups and more small groups, which I've always liked anyway. Okay. You know, I, I like the small family companies. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's how, I think that's how it's going to roll starting off with small companies in the U S and then it'll branch out eventually. Okay. Perfect. So if anybody's thinking of traveling, if anyone's thinking of maybe planning something domestic for their family, for, you know, maybe a small group of people, how can they get in touch with you or when should they get in touch with you or what's the best way to potentially work with you? I can put it on the chat, right? Is that right? Oh, they won't see the chat. No. Because this is broadcasted out to everywhere. Yeah, I know. But I thought there was a way I could do it. Um, Anyway, it's uh, greenearthtravel.com is the website. Yeah. I mean, you can post it in the, where it says post comment, you can post it in um, StreamYard if you want to post it there. It's also in the description as well. In In the comments? Yeah. If you're in here in StreamYard, if you click on the comment box on the right hand side, then at the bottom, you should see something that says post a comment. Do you see yeah, that? It doesn't. No, it's not having it for me. I used to do okay. StreamYard. Um, okay. But you can go to greenearthtravel.com and you can also email me info at greenearthtravel.com. I do have some group trips coming up. And um, again, they're going to be small. They're going to be like six to eight people, which okay. makes the cost rise. But um, I have one to Alaska. Um, I have one to Yellowstone and then I have one to, uh, Utah, which will go to best friends animal sanctuary. I used to do those years ago. So mm-hmm. I'm in the works of finalizing it, which I've been saying I've been doing for about a month or two, but I'm going to get it done. I have to get it done this week. I don't have a choice. Okay. So that will be up on my site in the next two weeks. Perfect. Yes. Um, And then if, you know, people just want to do weekend trips or they want to do their own thing, I can do that for them as well. 
Oh, perfect. Yeah. Cause I think some people are probably going to be interested in the group trips, but also maybe getting some help for you and scheduling something for a weekend trip or something. Cause I love the idea that you mentioned of being able to go to like a vegan bed and breakfast. And also it can be a fun time to build some new traditions where you do support these local small vegan bed and breakfasts and, you know, kind of mini hotels and so right. forth. Um, because I think it's important even in kind of the vegan travel industry to support them as well. You know, the international travel is great, but the right. domestic kind of infrastructure of travel is a great thing as well. Right. And I will tell you the B and B's are doing very well because people yeah. are wanting to get away for a weekend. Yeah. yeah. Um, Cause I was worried about, you know, this one place and he said, no, we're booked. Wow. So that's really good. Well. Yeah. That's really, really, really great news. All right. Well, that's good. I love that. I love that we're giving people some options if they are looking for some travel. And I also love that you have some trips planned um, for people who are interested in something from a domestic standpoint. So I think that we've covered so much ground today as far as your history and travel and everything in between, as far as how people can stay safe and how they can still travel and also give people kind of an update on what's happening kind of in the industry. Is there any Anything else you want to share with our audience before we wrap up today's session? Um, no, just it is going to happen. I will tell you that every election year, travel does slow down for a while until after the election and they know what's going on. Um, so I'm hoping that after next week, things will start to you know jump back up. And come January, I'll be booking like I used to. Perfect. We are wishing the best for you and really excited um, as well for things to kind of turn around and allow people to get out there in the world again and connect with people because I do think it's a... It's an amazing thing to be able to do. So thank you so much, Donna, for being my guest today. (laughs) Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you, everyone who has joined us live. It was great to have you here. It's great to see you here. Even if you're listening to this as a replay, we're really excited that you've taken a moment out of your day to hang out with Donna and I and talk a little bit about what's going on in the world of travel and obviously vegan travel as well. If you have any questions, you can always post them even after this live session. I will make sure I relay them over to Donna or I will try to my best to answer them as well. And as always, we love your feedback. We love your support. So any thumbs up, likes, or shares, we welcome from anyone out there because we love to get this information out to the world, let people know about all these great, amazing businesses like Donna's business, and also show the world how we are not only vegans, but we are vegan professionals and we build amazing, great businesses that move the movement forward. Thank you. Thanks, Donna. Thank you, everyone. Bye. Bye.